These things are written that you may what? Believe that Jesus is the Christ. And by believing in His name, you may have eternal life. How can you believe? Nicodemus said he believed. And Jesus says, you can't see me unless you're born again. How am I be born again? The Spirit of God blows where it wishes, just like the wind. Hear the words of God. God will blow into the lives of people who are dead in darkness. And the light will come on. And the light's not an illumination for us to grasp and say, Hey, I think I'll read and agree. Uh, the light is a new birth whereby we agree. That's why everywhere we see faith in Scripture, it is a gift of God by the Spirit. It's the point of the Gospel. See and believe and believe and live. Jesus Christ is the shining one. Jesus Christ is the light of creation. Jesus Christ is the light of redemption. He is the author of salvation. He is the one who shines in the heart of darkness. He is the one who overcomes the darkness. As we see right here, beloved, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. See, that's what makes the Gospel the Gospel. That's what makes it good news, y'all. It's not good news if the shining light is there as a, as a lighthouse on the hill and we have to meander our way and stumble our way to it. And we have to resolve to come and climb the staircase of light to grasp hold of the torch and shine ourselves to victory. We cannot, nor would we, for halfway there we would say it's not worth it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, Paul says. I quote this text, second only to John. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's Word. But by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, who, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing. Here it is, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of the glory of Christ, rather, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not of ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord with ourselves as your slaves. And with ourselves as, your, as slaves for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness... Let light shine out of darkness. Let light shine out of darkness. Has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The darkness of your soul will not overcome the light of the gospel of Jesus. And God will save all those who He intends to save through the hearing of His word. And when we have people in our lives who do not receive the gospel of Christ, let's not stand and twist things and tamper with things and to coerce them and to make them follow some set of rules or to say some sort of magic words or to say some prayer to come down and cry at the altar. Let's not tell a story or use a flanograph or use a video to woo the emotions. Let's not do like the heretic devil worshiper Charles Finney who comes to the table of saying we can create revival in the lives of men. Let's not do what Billy Graham has done throughout the century and say that you just got to come, that God loves every one of you, you're reprobate and you're heretic. That is not true. God loves His elect and the darkness of their soul will not overcome the light of His love for them for He has loved them with an everlasting love and nothing will overcome the gospel of Christ. He will save His own people and we as His people have been saved because Christ loves us and He gave Himself for us and He atoned for us and our sins are paid for and there is no debt that we have to our Father because it 
that has been paid in the person of Christ. And that every moment of unbelief in our life is nothing but an opportunity for us to take hold of the perfection of Jesus Christ that by His cross and by His life we are healed and we know that we are the Beloved and we know that we will live forever and we give glory unto Him for all that He is because He has done the work to the praise of His glorious grace, Beloved. That is the Gospel of Jesus. It's about looking at what God has done. God has the power. We do not. When we stand and say, look what we've come to, God, thank you for the opportunity. And we took it. We boast in the face of God and it is a mockery of the grace where He has come. And our culture has buried many of confessing Christians who are sitting awaiting judgment today because they believed in themselves. And brothers and sisters, we must come to the place sometimes in our life where we actually recognize that we are evangelizing more professing Christians than we think we are. Look what God has done. He is the power. He is the power. This grand picture of election and redemption and salvation and sovereign grace, it forms the entire Bible. It forms the entire Gospel. It forms the entire Bible too. But it forms this entire Gospel. Why is this my favorite thing in the world to read and to preach and to teach? When I die in this life, I want somebody to read the whole gospel to everyone standing there. I almost want to watch it. Because it is through the Scripture that Jesus is seen. It is through the Scripture the Spirit gives life. It is through the Scripture that we die to ourselves and we are made new in Christ by His hand. The darkness cannot overcome it. Nothing can shut and stop the shining of the creative, powerful Word. Nothing can stop the Word. Nothing can stop God's work in you. Nothing can put out the light of the Gospel. And no man can refuse it when it shines in his heart. If Jesus Christ has atoned for the sins of someone, they will see when they hear Are you sharing that faith? Are you sharing the gospel?